Alright everyone, welcome to episode 5 of Go With The Flow. Um, I have a special guest here. She is a current senior at Princeton, but we actually went to high school together. And we're going to talk a lot more about our high school because it's a very interesting place. But I have Angela here. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome. Welcome to the show, Angela. Um, To start us off, could you just tell us a few of the things that you do around campus? and kind of how you got from West Windsor 10 minutes away to Princeton. <laughs> sure, yeah. So I'm a senior, Princeton, um, orc major, doing all the typical like, you know, finance, baking, banking stuff, um, Tiger Capital Management, Tiger Investments, club tennis. Um, yeah, and so how I got from high school to Princeton, I'd say, honestly, it was so close that everybody I feel like in our school just like knew. Like we almost had that thing like of Princeton not weighing, I'd say, but it was definitely, like, in the back of people's minds. Um, I was lucky in the sense that my brother went to Princeton, so I kind of, like, knew what was going on there. Um, so it's kind of something to, like, aim towards, but also, yeah, I don't know. Gotcha. And it's interesting that you mentioned that it, it's in the back of everyone's mind. Yeah. I don't think that was the case for me. I uh, never even really wanted to come. I talked about wow. this in the last, <laughs> uh, a few episodes ago, but I never, ever wanted to come here. Duke was always a dream school. But then when college apps were coming around, my parents were like, it's Princeton. You are applying to Princeton. I was like, do I have to? They were like, yes. I was like, okay. Well, Duke and, is awesome. Duke is awesome. Yeah. I still, yeah. Every once yeah. in a while, I'm like, what could have been? Yeah. It could have been a lot. Me too. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so you are actually the first senior that I've had on the podcast. So big accomplishment for a senior. Thank you. Um, Super proud. How does it feel to be in your last semester of college, especially amidst COVID and everything else going on right now? Does yeah. it feel like you are in your last semester? No, I think I'm living very much in denial stage. Um, I'm definitely very sad. I feel like some people say they can't wait to graduate college. I think college is amazing, mm-hmm. and I would happily do like more years here. Agreed. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I, the pandemic definitely didn't help. Mm-hmm. Uh, it felt like that wasn't even really part of college. It felt like some sort of limbo. Um, and also it's just like the freedom and like be able to like do things that you want and like control your own time however mm-hmm. you want to be spending it. Um, I think that's really awesome about college. Yeah, it's really scary that we're going to have to be going into the real world soon. And like you said, yeah, it this sure. last year, I don't even know if I'd consider it part of college. Mm-hmm. It's like we got put on pause and all the great things about college, the, 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 the things we all really come for, like the socializing like yeah the socializing yeah. We all know. <laughs> and that is the one thing we're not really allowed to do this semester so just little right. things like that actually walking to classes being in the lecture hall mm-hmm. those little sorts of thing lot uh, sorts of things are kind of gone so mm-hmm. i i agree with you that it it doesn't even feel like this whole period of time has been like actually like college mm-hmm. but um actually real quick what were you up to last semester because it's always interesting to see what people were doing with their first semester of this year this past semester yeah in the in the fall yeah uh so i spent half of it in north carolina mm-hmm. um and the other half in like la area in california gotcha that's yeah fun. see I'll, yeah so and i that, can't complain yeah exactly <laughs> and it, that's i think this is such a unique time and this is the first time anyone's actually been afforded that opportunity to like right go do college from elsewhere right. which is like a nice little little thing to do like yeah. I know some people who want to do like study abroad or whatever and this mm-hmm. like served us their little time and just go mm-hmm. do zoom classes for from wherever they wanted yeah for mm-hmm. sure I actually did study abroad um, oh you did sophomore study? spring where or no junior spring where Singapore oh you oh I, I <laughs> knew that and you got oh wait when yeah. did you how long did that get cut short for you I? well it didn't because I like Princeton tried to call us back and we were like no so we stayed until May or June 
So you just ignored Princeton and they didn't care? Well, we argued with them for a really long time because we really wanted to stay. And they actually let you stay. Wow, yeah, impressive. Okay, so okay, because I know some people who were abroad elsewhere and mm-hmm. they had their experiences like severely cut short. So yeah, at least you were sucks. able to just sort of like disregard whatever they said. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. what? How would you? What if you could describe your emotions about this last semester in a few words? How would you? How would you describe it all? Sad. In the sense that um, I'm sad it's going to be gone soon, mm-hmm. but also I think trying very hard to make the most of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I don't know, sometimes like I think to myself like, oh, I should be like taking advantage of these resources. But like, to be honest, I'm not going to just go into fire and like read all the books. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's, yeah. let's be real. If I do it again, there's no way. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think just like hanging out with people I really enjoy hanging out with mm-hmm. um, and like. Yeah, I don't know. Gotcha. And I'm, yeah, and I think I'll circle back around to that because at the end I'm going to want to ask you any advice that you'd give mm-hmm. to someone mm-hmm. who's starting Princeton all over again. Mm-hmm. But for right now, I want to get into high school more because, okay. like I said, I think West Windsor is a very unique place that I always mm-hmm. have a hard time sort of describing. Mm-hmm. So like I said, it's literally the neighboring town from Princeton. Um, it is a town where... Everyone is very academically driven, mm-hmm. but it's all it's not it's not a private school, it's a public school, but right. everyone is very on it, everyone's very driven. Mm-hmm. I actually think and I actually say that I found West Windsor to be more competitive than Princeton. Would you is that your same assessment or how do you look at that? I agree in the sense that I think people had very similar interests in West Windsor. I think Princeton, like some people are like really into like music or like really into like I don't know, even, like, non-STEM things. Mm -hmm. I think the high school is just very STEM. So in that sense, I do think it felt more competitive in that people were always trying to accomplish the same things. Yeah. Whereas, like, here, there's just so much more, like, diversity of interests that um, it probably just feels less competitive. Yeah, agreed. And it was so interesting for me because I always, at least I think everyone probably has this experience, but I remember all the way back from middle school, it's like, in fifth grade, they try to scare you about like sixth grade, like oh my mm-hmm. god, it's gonna get so much harder, and they do that mm-hmm. every year. It's like eighth grade, they're like oh high school's gonna be so hard, and then you get to high school, like oh my god, and when you're a senior, <laughs> they're like oh college is gonna be so difficult, you need to be ready this this and that, this that or the other. And then I got here yeah. and I was like, it's hard, but like people aren't as, I don't say cutthroat. Cutthroat mm-hmm. has it's a mean word. I don't, I don't <laughs> like saying things are cutthroat, but West Sense was just a lot more intense than Princeton was. Because I think we, the way I look at it is a lot of people get to Princeton and we're like, okay, not that we've made it by any stretch of the mm-hmm. imagination, but right. we've all gotten to this point where we can all just help each other push further along. Mm-hmm. Whereas it felt like in high school was more of, oh, there's these limited amount of spots that I just For need sure. to try to get. Yeah. No, in high school, it definitely felt more like there was some sort of pressure to be competing against other people. Mm-hmm. Here it kind of just feels like trying to figure out what you want to do more like yeah. um, and like competing against yourself for the best version of yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, so there is actually this New York Times article that I wanted to talk about that sort of really well describes our high school. Mm-hmm. And it was from a few years ago. And the title of the article is, as I pull it up slowly, it says, New Jersey School District Eases Pressure on Students Bearing an Ethnic Divide. And this was an article from 2015. 2015, I think I was a, what was I, freshman? I think freshman I think I was year. a sophomore, yeah. Uh, yeah, so the general gist of the article is there was a grow, there was growing pressure in our, in our school district to the point that the superintendent had to 
put out I don't, whatever like a memo or a letter saying mm-hmm. like oh all the students are stressed we're having so many issues with mental health problems and we think we really need to take it a lot easier on the student body mm-hmm. and the things that they did to sort of fall through with that was first they got rid of finals which was fantastic I, yeah, mean, I, mean, I went to do finals freshman year of high school which was great yeah they implemented no homework nights which honestly Those wasn't were fake though they were fake it was like once every few months and yeah. the teachers would still give you stuff anyway yeah um is that the I, I think those are the two main things. Yeah, yeah. Those are the two main I things. Think it was. But then that created this sort of divide and tension mm-hmm. in the community because there was one side of people who were like, "You are taking it way too easy on my child. Like I brought mm-hmm. them here for a reason. We need to really be aggressively pushing these kids towards all these top schools." Right. And then there was another side of things where the parents were like, "Actually, we're doing way too much. These kids are just in high school. There's no need mm-hmm. to go so hard on them." When all that was happening, do you remember what side of the argument you were on? I think I thought the entire thing was kind of ridiculous because it felt like to me that almost all the pushing a lot of times came from parents as well. Mm -hmm. So even if the school is making these changes, like if your parent is like super gung-ho about you doing, I don't know, your homework or like studying for things, like I don't think the school can stop you or make you do it. Yeah. Um, and I remember the other thing that was interesting that I remember reading about was someone arguing, like, hey, like, why is there, um, like, why should we take away these, like, uh, like, different levels of, I don't know, like, math or something like mm-hmm. that, when there were different levels of, like, orchestra or yeah. different levels of, like, um, football or something. Yeah. Um, so that was interesting. I don't think I fully had an opinion. I thought the whole thing was very blown up because I felt like it was more a war between parents than kids. Agreed. Like, I don't think the children or, like, students themselves were very, like, oh, there needs to be, like, a huge change. Um, yeah, so I think in general, just a sense of, like, very emphasized, but not necessarily something that was rooted in, like, the students themselves. Yeah, and I, I definitely agree with that. I remember seeing that it made the New York Times, and I was like, yeah. there's absolutely no reason <laughs> yeah. for this story to so have gotten that big. Going on. And I, as a freshman in high school, I was like, oh, I don't have to take finals anymore? Yeah, that's dope. That's fantastic. But then it's it also, uh, another one of the underlying issues, and as you mentioned with the parents, was that a lot of it really depended on the background that you came from. Mm-hmm. So my family, I was born in Nigeria, moved to North Carolina when I was nine, and then West Windsor when I was 11. And the reason that we moved to West Windsor, and this is the yeah. same reason that a lot of other people do, is one, because of the school district. It's one of the best uh, public schools in the country. And then the train station is right there. So my mom would go work. She Well, to this day, she still goes to... Mm-hmm. It used to be New York, now she works in Newark. So people go for the education and right. for the easy commuting. And so my parents actually were on, they were more on the side of like, oh, we brought you here so you can be doing all these vigorous mm-hmm. things. Like, we're not here for you to not be taking finals. And so I was just wondering, uh, what are your parents' backgrounds? And were they on the side of the parents who were pushing for more of the hard and more intense classes yeah so my parents immigrated from china mm-hmm. um they got their like masters in the u.s and that's why they came so they definitely came from a background of like you should be studying you should be doing work yeah. um like high school isn't free to just like mess around mm-hmm. um but i think when this article came out by the time i was high school they were very much also like by this point you should be driven on your own wow must so- be nice <laughs> <laughs> i can't yet. relate to, the, to this day i can't relate Still, no? damn um <laughs> No, no. So I think by this time they were like, they wanted them. Def- they were definitely on the side of like, you should have finals, you should have everything like that. Um, but also like, 
they weren't really pushing me to be doing anything. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like you should have these opportunities because if you want to like get into good college, which you know like the goal of everyone in high school, yeah. um, then then you should be taking advantage of these classes on your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like I honestly must be nice. I'm still at this point. <laughs> I'm a junior <laughs> in college, crazy. and every day I wake up, there's a fifty percent chance that I have a text from my dad telling me to be a doctor because that's the only way wow. to be successful. So I'm really still going through it. So I, I kind of, well, whatever. Yeah, that, yeah. Honestly, I'm going to have my brother on here, and that is when we're going to dive into our whole upbringing and just really have a nice, wholesome conversation about this. Is that a younger brother? Um, no, I have two older brothers. Got it. Yeah, one in med school, so he, he's making the family he's proud. He's doing it. Abim, doing what your dad wants. Yeah, I know. Abim's listening. He's been my harshest critic of the podcast <laughs> so far. So you will come on here. I try to make it be just undergrads, but I will make an exception, <laughs> exception for family. But um, so one thing that I was kind of wondering, wondering about, and mm-hmm. this is actually the the way that we met, is we both did MUN in high school, mm-hmm. and you're still involved in MUN at Princeton, uh, right? So I just help with that with the conference um, mm-hmm. for high school students, the ones that we went to as high school students. I don't mm-hmm. really do the team anymore. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And so the reason that I bring that up is I think, sort of like what we were talking about a little bit earlier... I believe that there's this idea that parents have about the right ways to prepare for college, mm-hmm. and a lot of them think it's like, every single AP class, and do tutoring on the weekends, and do all this type of extra mm-hmm. stuff, and I look at it completely different. I'm someone who, obviously, like, you got to do some AP classes, but I wasn't doing every single AP class just for the sake of it, mm-hmm. so I would do some APs, but the way that I looked at it was, it's the things you do outside the classroom that actually really well prepare you for college. Mm-hmm. And even now that I'm in college, I think it's some of the clubs that I'm involved with outside the classroom yeah. and some of my classroom experiences that have really given me skills that I really can't get in the classroom. For and sure. so just bringing it back to MUN, mm-hmm. for me, that was the one club that I was like, okay, if I just did this, like if any student does this for four years, it teaches you so many different types of skills and it's going to teach you so much that will actually well prepare you for college. Mm-hmm. It teaches you public speaking, research, being able to communicate with people mm-hmm. and be diplomatic, all that sort of good stuff. And so for me, I think that was the most beneficial club for me to participate in in high school. Um, would you say the same for yourself or is there another club that you said that a club you would recommend people to do because it will actually teach them good skills that will actually be valuable as opposed to just saying do every AP class that you can. No, I totally agree with that. I mean, I think definitely Model UN was one of them. Uh, the other one was probably club tennis, honestly, or actually it was varsity tennis then. Sports, yeah. Yeah, true. sports. Um, just because, like, then you start, like, learning how to, like, lose and win with other people. Um, and it's the same thing with Model UN, you know. It wasn't like if you're the one who, like, awarded your whole team loss, you could be celebrating. Or you shouldn't be celebrating. Yeah, yeah. Um, et cetera. So I think definitely. And and now that you mention it, like, I've probably forgotten how much of an effect that MUN had. Probably on my personality as well, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I think it just changes the way that you approach public speaking, talking mm. to people, communicating with people. Um, no, yeah. I still remember my first, first uh, like, mock conference. Yeah. And I remember my friend writing me a note saying, speak louder. Like, I <laughs> yeah. think I literally, I thought I was, like, yelling. Yeah. I definitely was, like, mutter, muttering. Uh-huh. Um, so, no, definitely changed a lot. Yeah, and honestly, I like that you brought up sports. We're going to get back to yeah. sports because I think, well, yeah, I'll talk about it in a little bit. But um, for anyone who's listening who does know what MUN is, the general, so it stands for Model United Nations, and mm-hmm. the way it works is, 
Um, honestly, you probably could describe it better than I can. <laughs> I feel like I'm about to butcher this description. Do you have a way to describe MUN for anyone who doesn't doesn't know what it is? Yeah, so technically, it's supposed to like simulate the actual United Nations. Um, so you like get together with a group of people from different schools, and then you try to come up with a solution to like a humanitarian crisis or like an economic crisis, something international. Um, I think what it does kind of turn into is like. Uh, if you have a com- school that actually cares about, like, awards and being competitive is, like, trying to win at that. And obviously in the real United Nations, like, you're not trying to win. Like, you're mm-hmm. trying to solve the problem. Mm-hmm. Here it kind of becomes trying to be, like, the best public speaker, the best communicator. Um, yeah, and just trying to, like, influence the entire, like, committee as much as possible. Um, so it's an interesting kind of, like, game almost. Like, it's not, like, debate where you're trying to win an argument, but it definitely is um, a, a club where you're, or, or, like, a what's it called extracurricular where you're trying to like leave the biggest impression yeah it's a, a lot of like diplomacy is like the biggest thing right. like you want everyone to like you at the end of the yeah. day and honestly I think that, that was a good place where I learned I think my personality lended itself well to that being mm-hmm. able to just be in the room and try to have everyone be on your side and be the person that yeah. everyone wants to like work with and that sort of thing so yeah. yeah like it really does teach you a lot of skills but uh, first two things that you mentioned with that um, another thing that it really taught me was like and it's like whatever it sounds like perseverance because I remember sort of like you or I remember my first mock conference Mm -hmm. and thinking that I did so well and I was like okay I'm definitely gonna (laughs) gavel and I remember when it was gaveling is winning by the way yeah gaveling is winning so I remember they like do it from like the the least to like the top so they'll do like honorable mention all that type of stuff I remember my first not my first national conference like the first one at a high school Uh Um, I remember they listed all the people who got honorable mention and I like sat back I was like okay <laughs> we, we about to get this and then they went all the way to Funny. the top and then I didn't get anything and I was sitting there like it's like are, yeah. are we serious right now yeah and the exact same thing happened at the first national conference I went to which was at Rutgers mm-hmm. and that really pissed me off and it made me like really motivated to come back the next year or whatever mm-hmm. and like make mm-hmm. sure I got what's it called like best best delegate yeah best delegate yeah and so when it was, I think it was my junior year, like, I finally came back, I won Best Delegate, and I was like, okay, finally, like, my efforts are being recognized and appreciated. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that, I think, if it took me losing and not getting it, not gaveling in the first two conferences to then push me to go that extra mile mm-hmm. and finally get the reward that I felt like I deserved. Awesome. So, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I can speak, MUN, I, I love MUN. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Well, no, I, would I do it here? No. It's different. It's different it's, in college. It's different, it's different in college. college. It's, and then also another quick story about MUN, sorry. I remember it was that Rutgers, and this, we'll, we'll actually tie this back to South, and mm-hmm. some, not issues I have with the school, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Issues. Yeah, issues. <laughs> I remember it was that junior, this same conference, and mm-hmm. we, so technically we weren't supposed to leave to go to the conference. So the way the conferences work is it's a whole weekend thing. You go from Thursday through Sunday, mm-hmm. and we weren't supposed to leave until like a certain time of the day on that Thursday yeah and we me and a few others we happened to leave a few hours earlier oh and someone found out somehow the principal found out got involved he Mm -hmm. like got our like a faculty supervisor in trouble blah 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 like it was such a huge deal for no reason we win that conference we like get best delegation at that conference and we come back on Monday and the trophy's right there <laughs> on the principal's desk in the office and we're like this is the thing that you yelled at us for for leaving yeah. early to go prepare for it <laughs> and we win it and you yell at us but then you just display the trophy anyway yep. so yeah. they, they didn't know you guys were gonna win that, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's 
that's honestly, and this gets into another thing that I think I'll talk about on a different podcast. But it's like people, not hmm, how do I put this delicately? Delicate. Um, people claiming responsibility uh. for things that they have sort of no role in. Uh, and this kind of has to do with like the whole college application process, but that again, talk like about a, family. Yeah, that yeah, that, yeah. That's a that's a story for for a different podcast. Um, and then yeah, so you mentioned sports, uh, tennis. Yes. Another thing about that, real quick. I'm yeah. I'm just going no, wrong. Go ahead. Honestly, this is why I have a podcast. Great. So yeah, I can exactly. just talk as much as I want. I actually wrote my what's the thing we do senior year in high school the in L A. Or to, like do a presentation. Your personal essay or something? No, it's like you have to do a presentation. Oh, your final like talk or something. Yeah, what are, I'm forgetting what I it's called. I didn't do it, so I don't. Oh, because you're an AP lit. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Okay, but basically. Your senior talk. Maybe I forget what it's okay. called, but yeah. basically every senior at our high school has to do this like project through your language arts class, unless you're an AP lit and then you don't have to do it. But my topic actually was like the importance of playing sports and Ooh. everything that I learned from it and everything that it taught me. Nice. And so honestly, if I could just like put a nice little bow on this conversation, I will say playing sports mm-hmm. and doing MUN prepared me for honestly Princeton and life more than any AP class or any algebra or whatever class <laughs> yeah. could have done and will do. Yeah. So that's that. Okay. Okay. True. True. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and then okay, next thing we sort of talked about this a little bit beforehand, um, the whole like public versus private school discussion. Mm-hmm. So over at Princeton, we have a lot of people who went to Lawrenceville, which is big p- private school, a little bit, a little bit away from here. They send a lot of people here. They think they're all that. I don't think they're all that. <laughs> I'm a little jaded because I applied there and mm-hmm. I got rejected. It's, it's okay. Look at me now. I made it anyway. Yeah, you did. So, first question for you is, do you see any benefits in, send, in, in people going to private schools when there are such good public schools that are just, you know, free of charge? <laughs> I think there is one. Um, one specific one, and it is the network. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's networking in high school, or if they're they're probably not networking in high school. Mm-hmm. But I think what I found really surprising is like coming to Princeton. People come from like literally ridiculous backgrounds or like really interesting backgrounds. You know, like some like from like I don't know like I don't even know. yeah just like really interesting backgrounds. Um, and I feel like in high school the thing was like we all kind of came from the same place in some ways. Yeah. Um, like been around West Windsor for so many years. So I think that is the one thing I'd say that I feel like public school didn't really have um, mm-hmm. that I have at Princeton now. Um, yeah, but in terms of like academics, I don't think it makes a huge difference. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. And honestly, um, you say networking. In high school, I really don't think that's that big of a deal. <laughs> I honestly, this is one. There's have any high schoolers ever sent you uh, LinkedIn requests? High schoolers? High schoolers. No. People send you that? That's what I see that and I'm like, what business do you have on LinkedIn <laughs> in high school? Like go play outside go play yeah. outside or something. So yeah. honestly, like there I don't see like a huge reason for networking in high school. Mm-hmm. If you want to do it, do you I guess, but whatever. Well, I was thinking more <laughs> like if you're thirty and you're like, Oh yeah, my like boy from <laughs> oh, but oh, oh, even in that, oh no, oh, definitely not. No, because no? then you have college already at that point. I mean, yeah, that's that true. network I think is going to matter a lot more than yeah. 
than who you know from high school. Yeah. I remember it was uh, junior, what year was it? Sophomore year chemistry, Mr. Patterson, shout out Mr. Patterson. Just randomly. Oh, I, I had asked, him too, actually. You just, yeah. Great guy. Yeah, he's great funny. guy. Um, I remember just asking him just randomly one day. I was like, uh, would you say you have more friends from high school or more friends from college? He was like, I don't talk to like anyone from high school. I was like, mm-hmm. damn, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. So basically, I don't think, unless other than like your close friend group, I don't really see that as like a network that people are going to tap into one day. That's fair. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. I'm not, I'm not sure about that point. I mean, yeah, no, that's the thing. You don't have to agree with me. Yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah that's like I, I don't want you, I don't want you to agree with me. Yeah. It makes for better discussions yeah. when we disagree. But another thing for me is like the price point is ridiculous. Yeah. True. I, as a twenty-one-year-old with no children, my <laughs> kids are not going to private school. Yeah. <laughs> like there's yeah. just when you have the West Winters, West Winters of the world, mm-hmm. I really don't see a need for private school. And like, how many people would you say we send to like the Ivies or Princeton every year? A ton. A ton. Yeah. A ton. A ton. So could you, like, some people go pay nothing, some people go pay a lot, end up yeah. in the same place, don't end up... It, I, I, yeah. I, it's, it's, a, it's a tough sell to me. I uh-huh. really don't understand the reason for it. And like I said, I'm a bit jaded. So yeah. I was rejected. Maybe if I went <laughs> there, I would be the biggest proponent for um, private schools. But as yeah. of right now, I wouldn't say so. That's fair. I'm curious how, as there's a couple of kids who we went to middle school together with, um, who who did end up going to Lawrenceville. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember Paul. Oh, I do remember yeah. Paul. Oh, yeah, I yeah, do remember yeah, Paul. Yeah. I was gonna. I don't know if I. Yeah, I'm not gonna say his last name. Yeah. <laughs> I, do, I do remember Paul. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Honestly, maybe put future yeah. future guests or just add, honestly anyone who went to private school. Yeah. My next guest will be someone who went to private school, and they'll try to make it make sense to me. I'm not gonna get it, but they they can try anyway. Yeah. But um so at, we've talked about like how intense our high school was. Mm-hmm. Would you say that that prepared you well for Princeton or no? I think yeah in the sense that like I don't know, like academics at Princeton they're always going to be hard. Um but it's like hard for everyone, I think. You yeah. know, there's a lot of work for everyone, there's a lot of work to be done. Um but like, yeah, it probably wasn't necessary, but I do also think the hardest part about high school was waking up in the morning. Agreed. That was literally, the, like, the worst part of high school. Agreed. Um, so I don't think it should start that early. <laughs> yeah. um, in terms of the work, I honestly can't even remember, like, doing the work. Like, I'm sure it was, like, annoying, mm-hmm. um, like, on the daily, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like everyone maybe does come with different starting points at Princeton, but I feel like most people make it work anyway. Yeah. So, I don't know. I would Yeah, and I think people make it work eventually right. after they get here. Right. It's definitely... Because that was one thing that kind of surprised me. I was like, okay, what's going to be such an intense school? Like, mm-hmm. I'll come to Princeton. Mm-hmm. Not that I thought it would be a breeze, but I was like, oh, you know... I come from West Windsor. Yeah, like, I could yeah, face anything. Yeah. The way I tell you, Princeton beat me down that first year. Really? <laughs> <laughs> it was it was not a yeah. game. I was like, okay, this is this is sort of a different beast. Which is another thing that really makes me think. Like, I don't know if there is any high school, public or private, that can really prep you mm-hmm. for the intensity that you're going to face here. Which I don't I don't know if that I'm not saying that's a good or bad thing. I'm just like that's just. A thought. I think it's just also striking the balance, you know, like at Princeton, because it's like you can be doing work twenty four seven if you want to be. True. But then it's like, oh, do you want to like be hanging out with people? Do you want to like sleep? Like these are all like things I think that wasn't didn't as much factor into high school because mm-hmm. you had your work, but you were gonna finish it, and then you can also like go to school and hang out with people at school. Yeah. 
it's not just like an endless amount of work for the rest of the semester. Um, so yeah, and then you weren't getting any sleep anyway because it's yeah. so early. Yeah, and that yeah, that's <laughs> it's that's is a very weird thing how yeah. in high school starting with like seven fifty and I remember I woke I would wake up Literally like awful. six, like six thirty just that to early? Be, Honestly, looking back at it, I don't know why I woke up that early, early but I did wake up that early. Wow. But fine, let's say the latest someone wakes up is what, 7 a.m.? It was like 7.30 for me. 7.30? To get to school at 7. Okay. Well, no, I'm just okay. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, cause, and it's funny to contrast that with now. Mm-hmm. There's no one up at 7 a.m. on campus. No one, yeah. It's like first class is you want, uh, if you have a 10 a.m. first class, that's good. If you have an 11 a.m. as your first class, that's fantastic. There's a couple of 8.30 a.m.s out there. They are. My writing son was 8.30. Yeah, that was brutal. Torture. I hated it, but it, it, it is what it is. And then also another thing, like you mentioned, is the balance, because you're mm-hmm. exactly right. Mm-hmm. There's always work to be done, right. and there's always work to be doing. Yeah. So it's just, you need to get to the point where you're comfortable enough in whatever you're doing, that you're like, okay, I can go hang out with my friends, yeah. because I've put in enough. But yeah. there is always the extra problem set, problem, the mm-hmm, extra reading mm-hmm, you can do, mm-hmm. all that really good stuff. So, um, and uh, answer this question as honestly as possible. Yeah. Was high school hard or easy for you? I don't think it was that hard. Agreed. Yeah. I don't know if that's like a controversial thing to say. I don't know if that's a controversial thing to say either. I mean, I just, maybe we are like the people who benefited from the system or whatever. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) No. I mean, I don't know. No. I I put in effort, but like minimally. Yeah. I did okay. Yeah. And, but it was just, it was like, eh, it's like you like coast through it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's like definitely a daily like irritation at like I mean it's like it's very repetitive you have like homework every single day Mm. um so like that but I don't remember it being like truly just like technically difficult if that makes sense like critically difficult yeah exactly and honestly another thing that this is just honestly this is just my parents I love my parents (laughs) they would make me go to the library Mm -hmm. just on weekends, at nights, just for <laughs> just no reason. <laughs> Even when I didn't have any, no, I, when I tell you, I would just, books. reading books, of course not. No, I would have my laptop, I would be watching sports games. The amount of wow. games that I remember watching in the library, because my dad would make me go sit in there thinking that I'd. They just wanted you to watch sports in the library. That's, oh. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, not I'm, at home, just honestly, get out of here. I'm just thinking of so many stories. I remember a few times he would just like randomly pop in and just catch me watching sports. I'd be like, hey man, I didn't need to, I didn't need to be here anyway. You it's made true. you made it's me come true. here. It was it was never that deep. That's so yeah, fair. I just I'm always curious about how difficult people find high school as compared to college. Because the way that I look at it is, I'm again this is because of my upbringing mm-hmm. for for us like in my, it's like high school is like something you're just supposed to it was just like you did it okay you're supposed to now you're going on to yeah, the real yeah, stuff yeah. and so yeah. I, I've just been like brought up in that way so I've never really so yeah I think I understand uh-huh. when people have more challenges yeah. in high school yeah but just realistically for me it was just like oh high school's high school and it wasn't until yeah. I got to Princeton I was like oh yeah this stuff is hard yeah like now I gotta work yeah and I'm gonna work and I might not see the results anyway so there's a huge like time management of college that didn't really exist in in high school true yeah true it's like with the freedom comes like 
responsibility. True. What's that? He has. What's that? Is that the same with great freedom? I don't know. I just. I, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking credit for there it. There you go. There you go. I think that might be like. A, I don't know. I think a, it is like with great freedom comes great responsibility. Yeah, that's like know, some Spider-Man like that. quote. That's something his uncle said to him right before he got shot. What? I was thinking like. Abraham Lincoln. No, 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 no. We're not. No, no, no. <laughs> definitely, that's definitely Spider Man. You know, I'm gonna. No, I'm gonna go with this. One. With great power. No, it's with great oh, power. Power. Who said with that? Great. I think it was Uncle Ben. With our great power comes, um, also known as the Peter Parker principle. Oh. So basically, yes, it's from Spider Man, right. and it's from his his uncle. I'm not yeah. crediting that to Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely not. Okay. Um. So. Like we said before, senior, first senior I've had on, mm-hmm. you have now been through most of college, mm-hmm. unfortunately. I'm sad. I'm sad for you. I'm yeah, sad I'm, for I'm super sad about it's, it. Yeah, but it is what it is. Yeah. Myself, as a junior, what advice would you give me, or just any other junior, in uh, for both the rest of this junior year, as well as for approaching my senior year? I think for just the rest of junior year, I mean... Don't take the little things too seriously. Um, I think it's easy to like, get caught up in like that one assignment and like just, I don't know, have a breakdown over it or like whatever. But things like that will always be fine. Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to fail. And if you do fail, you can just take another semester. It's great. It's great. <laughs> um, more Princeton. Um, yeah. And then just in terms of like more long term, I'd say maybe like stop to think critically about what you actually want to do. And I don't even mean that in terms of career. Okay. I mean, like, everything. Okay. Like, like major, like, who you want to be friends with. Mm-hmm. Like, the person, the kind of person you want to be. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I, I can't really even speak that well to that because I feel like I don't do that enough. Mm-hmm. Um, like, a level of intentionality. It's easy to just kind of get, like, swept up in, like, oh, like, you know, doing recruiting, like, declaring your major, taking all the classes, and just trying to be ahead. Yeah. Um, but I think that comes sometimes at a cost of, like, knowing why you did things gotcha and i thought i thought you were gonna say like figure i thought you were talking about like career-wise <laughs> yeah. like you know what you want to do because that's another thing i realized most people don't know what they want most people do. do not know unless you're a pre-med do. then good for you go be a doctor you figured out your life from the yeah. age of 12 but I, <laughs> nobody else knows what they want to do yeah. and it's it's crazy how everyone thinks everyone else has stuff figured out no. but for the most part we're all just like going with the flow shout out to the name of the podcast and just trying to figure things out as we go i remember sophomore year this was like um we came back for the start of uh spring semester soon before we got sent home Mm -hmm. there was this sophomore career kickoff thing Mm -hmm. and it was sophomores and a bunch of alumni and i remember it was like 40 of them and one of the in one of the intro events there was a uh someone just like asking them questions like Mm -hmm. a little Mm q a and she asked them um how many of you are where you thought you would be when you were in the sophomore's position? Mm-hmm. And only two people raised their hands. And the only two people who raised their hands were doctors. Because mm-hmm. like I said, those are the they only people. To. You have to. Yeah. You gotta figure you gotta know what you wanna do. But everyone else, it was so interesting talking to every single one of the alumni, they're like, Oh yeah, like I've switched jobs this many times. Yeah. I still don't know what I wanna do. Like I'm just figuring things out as I go. Yeah. Like you just need to I remember one alumni, the best piece of advice she gave me was like, just, you need to have the ability to pivot. Mm-hmm. You, as things come and you, there's different factors that come into your life, you're going to need to be able to adjust accordingly. And mm-hmm. if that means choosing a new job and going on a different path, 
there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And so, yeah, just basically no one no one knows what they're doing. Don't, yeah, they really don't. <laughs> yeah. When you look at someone and you think they have it all figured out, I they promise don't. you they don't have it all figured out. We're just all trying to grasp at straws yeah. and hoping we're on the right path. But okay, so then dialing it back, what advice would you give to freshmen from this year in the class of 2024 who have started off their college year in this real weird situation what what would you tell them to do i think literally just try as many things as you can Mm -hmm. i think i like everyone says this but like actually go outside of your comfort zone and that could literally mean like trying to like hit up someone for coffee and trying to get to know someone new you know like i think it's easy especially in the pandemic to like stick to your comfort zone and be like oh like people don't want to like i don't know get to know each other yeah and you know maybe for there's a few people who are actually like that um and like just want to stick to themselves but i think for the most part like people at princeton do want to get to know each other and i think there's no shame in being the first one to reach out agreed agreed and to, just to add on a little bit to that shoot your shot yeah shoot your shot <laughs> shoot your shot yeah, that's all I got to say. You never know which one's going to land. Shoot your shot. Okay, and then final question. Yeah. Uh, kids in WWP right now who went, went through the same stuff we did, feeling like they take every single AP class, do all the volunteering hours, do everything their parents are forcing them to do, what advice would you give those high schoolers right now? Honestly, not that different. It's like, don't stress the small stuff. Like, everyone is probably gonna turn out fine I mean maybe that's just like I believe that like uh, yeah, it's just gonna I be believe, fine yeah. um maybe it'll like take some bumps but yeah like I I really think that living in the moment of the moment that's that's repetitive living in the moment of the moment that's living in the phrase. moment at the moment <laughs> at the, oh, look at that another question that another uh, phrase that we're gonna attribute to you yeah living thank you in the moment at the moment yeah honestly that might, be, that might be the name of this podcast episode we shall see when i listen back to it we will see what what i want to name it yeah okay all right cool i like that so we are going to move on to the only recurrent segment that i have i'm trying to f- if you have any suggestions of, like, things I could do every episode, please let me know. It's hard. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm not, <laughs> Back yeah, to you. Yeah, it doesn't have to be right now, yeah. but eventually. So, we do the Tiger Confession section, so I scroll through the Tiger Confessions page on Facebook, mm-hmm. which, I, I hate it. It's, I also hate scrolling. <laughs> I, yeah, I... I do, I'm doing this for yeah. the podcast for all twelve of all my right. all twelve of my listeners. Okay. It's a little more than twelve. Yeah. Thirteen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thirteen. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna read these and then just like offer advice, whatever we have to say about it. So first okay. one says, Does getting rejected by clubs slash internships get any easier as you get older? I decided to switch majors and now I realize how behind I am. Every time I apply to something, my background and experience doesn't fit the bill feeling a bit blue my realization came pretty late uh yeah it does get easier because you'll get rejected for more and more and i've honestly got rejected by so like my my first rejection came like feels bad right it's like oh shit someone doesn't want me after a while you get 30 of those and you're just like you know it's fine like next one (laughs) exactly (laughs) i'll get like rejections in february from things i sent in like november i'll be like oh Oh, cool i have no idea i even that but whatever um no, okay, it gets better, and always remember, you only really need, like, one, in terms of jobs, at least, you just need one to land, exactly. so just keep applying. Exactly, that is, yeah, I will reiterate everything <laughs> Angela just said, I remember freshman year, I, it came to the point where I started keeping track of everything that I got rejected from, mm-hmm. I applied to 
IPs, which are the inter- yep. inter- in- international internships at Princeton. I applied to the PICS internships, which are the civil service internships. Mm-hmm. I applied to some stuff that was like medical related because at that point I was still pre med. Mm-hmm. I applied, it got to, the, I think it was 12 things that I got rejected from. Yeah. And I was like, all Only right. 12? Only 12. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. No, but 12 out of 12. So yeah. 100%, oh, 100%, rejection, <laughs> 100% rejection Pass. record. But then um, I just had, happened to have this amazing opportunity fall into my lap mm-hmm. at spring break. Like, mm-hmm. really, I remember I was going to spring break, like, okay, I have nothing for the summer, right. and I plan on just using the whole spring break to apply to new stuff. Yeah. And then the first day of spring break, I got this email from um, the Office of Religious Life, and it was like, do you want to go to Kenya and teach in schools there for two months? And I was like, I'll do it. Okay. Yeah. And that just fell into my lap, and I mm-hmm. got that. Mm-hmm. And then sophomore year, um, applied to more stuff, and I was able to get an IP. Nice. Um, and Where? I got that. It was going to be in South Africa. Oh, oh, did not happen? Did not happen. Tough. I'm so, to this day, I'm so, even Tough. just the fact that we just brought that up, it's, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting sad all over again because yeah. that was a huge missed opportunity and I don't know when I'll get to go back. Right. But I was able to get that opportunity by like early December. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward to this year, I started the recruiting process like real early, applied to like 12 or so companies, mm-hmm. was able to get an internship like first week of classes. And it's funny because I'm still hearing back from some of the other ones and I'm getting rejected. I'm like, yeah. that's fine too. <laughs> but like you said, all you need is the one. Right. And I exactly. honestly, the rejections, it, it, it gets easier. You get to the point so that easier. it's like, okay, you you just need one to stick. Right. And one to land. You need one. And that's really it. So I wouldn't stress. I mean, obviously it's a stressful thing to get rejected, especially mm-hmm. when you don't have the opportunities. But mm-hmm. I will say just maintain the faith that the thing that's supposed to be for you is going to come and just land in your lap. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you'll be okay. It gets easier. We've all been rejected by a lot of things. It, so many. It builds. It, build, it builds character. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> um, okay, and then second one. They're always friendship related now. Um, second one says advice wanted. I was good friends with this person last year, but over the pandemic, we lost touch and stopped being such good friends. And now I'm in a club with them, and and all we talk about is club stuff how do we get back to being real friends in parentheses she seems not to want to be friends anymore whenever i try to change the topic to non-logistics she answers briefly and then subtly speeds us up to walk with a different group of people do i just oh my god that's so mean (laughs) what I'm laughing at how mean people are. Yeah. Every I've done the That's four bizarre. weeks in a row that I've done this. It's like who are these people yeah. that are doing these things? And then the last question, the last line is, do I just give it up as a lost cause? Angela, what are your thoughts? <laughs> I'd say you could shoot like one last shot. Like, hey, do you want to get coffee? And if it's just this kind of attitude, I don't know. I think lost cause and. Don't be too upset about it because there's so many more other people that would be happy to get to know you. I, yeah. Again, I couldn't say that any better myself. I I will never try to be friends with someone who doesn't want to be friends with me. Like, mm-hmm. what's the point? Like, I'm great. If you don't want to be friends <laughs> with me, that's honestly your loss. So you could go do whatever you want. So on, like Angela said, maybe reach out one more time. And if they don't respond, yeah. who cares? Yeah. That person's probably not as great as they think they are. Yeah. And Yeah. There's just so many other people out there that... So many people. Not worth it. So many people. Yeah. I, yeah. Could you beg someone to be your friend? Yeah. Also, also, if it, like, makes you... Like, if this person makes you feel that way, like, I feel like that's just not a friend worth keeping around. Exactly. So. Not a good place to be starting a friendship anyway. So, yeah. It's... <laughs> this is the, like, fourth friendship-related <laughs> one that I've done, and the answer is always... 
find new friends. Make new friends. Go <laughs> out person, <laughs> yeah. Go look for your people, and they yeah. are out there. Yeah. Maybe in the target confessions comment section. Or me? No, I'm not your friend. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Is that a half I'm, offer? No, 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 no. Hey, reach out to me. If you, if you listen to the podcast, reach out. I'll have you. Listening, they're probably your friends already. True. Honestly, great point. Anyone who's listening and still listening right now at the. 43 minute mark we are best friends and i love you um but yeah that's it so do i just give it up as a lost cause no shoot your shot one more time and then after that then you can give it up as a lost cause boom cool all right that was cool yeah um let's see i think i touched on everything that i wanted to touch on do you have any last parting words comments no awesome <laughs> keep listening to episodes guys exactly keep, have you listened to the episodes you can be honest with me no it's okay and it, that's perfectly fine I'll listen to this one <laughs> and you will promote this one too yeah i'll promote this one when i tag you on instagram you'll repost it. okay all right you got it wonderful the, we did it on air so you can't rene- you can't renege on this deal they'll that we know, just made. they'll know all right but yeah that has been episode five of go with the flow angela thank you for being here Yeah, happy to. Thanks, Flo. Um, And yeah, thank you guys for listening. Have a fantastic day.